0: I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus, who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro. For all of their music, and whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Taco Podcast. We've got a very special guest, a gun player back in his day currently lives in america he played for the new zealand warriors the kiwis and st helens and most notably one of probably the most biggest incidents in the 2014 grand final in super league history his name is lance hahaya cheers for joining us here today no worries thanks for having me no no worries um so let's first of all um, talk about your grassroots i'm probably butchering the town name so i apologize um tani tani wahrao um I probably said Pretty close. Okay. Um, Tani Tani Foto. Tani Foto. Okay, yep. That's in Tani Foto, what was it like growing up in Tani Foto for you um, and making it in the big league eventually?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, a pretty pretty staunch rugby league town. Um, you know, it was, I, I had a great time growing up there. It's a small, you know, sort of rural, rural-ish community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my dad... My grandfather, my mom, and my grandmother on my dad's side all grew up in the town. and um, So, so
0: big uh, family town for you.
1: Yep, yep. So, mom and dad, grandparents obviously grew up there. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of history there and um, it was was, was a good place to grow up, you know. I got into some trouble and had some fun and, um, you know, learned some lessons and lived on the farm and. Uh, trained and you know got to see the big city eventually in Auckland um, oh, but yeah I, I had yep. a good time um, you know I went to school in Hamilton you know got to go to a private school through a uh, sports scholarship and okay. uh, St. Paul's Collegiate it was actually a rugby scholarship so okay so rugby union played rugby, played rugby union athletics softball so I, I did quite a few sports I was gonna say um,
0: yeah did you play any sports when you were younger and obviously yep. yeah so I continue yep so I did play a lot of
1: sports um, obviously it was a you know, big part of my childhood and
0: what made you stick to rugby league out of all of those sports choices then?
1: I guess, um, I don't know. It just kind of drew me just the physicality and the competitiveness and obviously the history, family history as well. My, you know, dad, granddad, my older brother, I have an older half brother and, uh, you know, my younger brothers, we all played the sport and it was just in our genes and our blood, I guess. And I think I was, I was probably best at rugby league than I was compared to the other sports. You know, I played cricket, played softball, did, you know, athletics. um, But but this one came more naturally to you sort of thing? Yeah, I stood out obviously playing that. And and even rugby union, I was, you know, I was playing, I was making the rep sides for rugby union, you know, sort of 13 through 17 before I um, obviously had to focus on league um, exclusively. So...
0: No, that's fair enough. And speaking of union, very briefly, what are your thoughts on? I'm sure you've heard the NRL and the rugby union possibly bringing a combination of the kangaroos versus the Kiwis and the All Blacks. I think that All Blacks are going to absolutely destroy the kangaroos.
1: I think it's, I mean, it's tough, obviously, because, you know, I'm coaching rugby union now in the US and it's it's such a different sport. I mean, obviously, if, if it was a game of rugby league, uh, the kangaroo, the kangaroos would win. Yeah, um yeah. if it's a game of rugby the All Blacks are gonna win. You know, the scrums and the line outs and the breakdown yep. and, and rocks
0: and moles apparently just, they're gonna they're, put like fourteen and... aside to make it that middleman. No, I just I don't know, but I would still think it'd, be interesting. it'd yeah. be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah for but, sure. I just um, think the All Blacks will have the physical edge on them, you know? Yeah I think it's just just
1: uh I don't know, it's a tough one. I I, th- I would I would certainly like to, to see that happen, but hmm. I, I think a few um stories about just like safety player safety around certain like how how are you going to play the game like what are the rules going to yeah. be yeah um how are they going to be interpreted how they're going to be refereed so i think you know in theory it sounds great um but when it happens i don't know what it's going to look like um it could look I'm like intrigued. a hot
0: mess <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm intrigued for sure i'd like to you know i'm interested to hear more about that i'm not i'm not sure if it's like something that the the just throughout there as an idea or if it's a gen- genuine, genuine, like, gonna happen. I really, um, I really hope,
0: I, I really hope we get to see it at some point, um, because obviously yeah. the world's, um, in a little bit of a turmoil without like, cause they don't really have sport much at the moment, like sports are only okay. just starting to come back. So it's a great idea. Yep. And as, as you mentioned, um, you are teaching rugby at the moment. Um, I'm as far as I'm led to believe it's for the Davenport university. I may be wrong. Um, what's that like for you and how's that going at the moment?
1: it's good yeah i mean obviously you know i moved here five years ago now and Mm -hmm. when i first moved here there was no rugby league at all oh wow i was like oh okay so um they don't really have rugby league in michigan at all oh wow Um, but they have rugby union and i got involved you know with a with a team and i was just part-time really just offering my time and then about two years ago uh the team that i'm coaching now sort of i found out about them and they've got a they're called a varsity sport, which yep. is funded by the school, um, fully funded by the school. You know, my job is full-time as a coach, and we're a Division One team. Oh, wow. Um, we have academic and athletic scholarships available, so we've got some really good athletes on our team, some yeah. international boys, um, and it's, go- it's going really well. This, is, this will be my third year, obviously, COVID sort of...
0: It has buggered um, that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: kind of, basically, we, we lost our entire spring season, which was March through... Uh, June and this year um, and that was the end of our our academic year because our academic year is a little bit
0: different. Yeah, well, I mean it, it goes from the end of summer till the start of summer, very similar like New Zealand and Australia, yes. it's just a different time of year that it happens though.
1: Yeah so we're mid-summer right now, it's pretty hot we've had a heat wave, it's been like 35 degrees every day and pretty oh. muggy and, and sticky so um, yeah, yeah we're, on a, we're on a summer break and in the fall, which is what our autumn is in the fall semester we start back for our hopefully for our rugby season but I mean we, we don't really know what that is going to look like with COVID and yeah. the, the social distancing and the restrictions and the phases that we're going through so yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot happening but I'm enjoying my job it's great to work with the guys you know they're student athletes so they go to class and then they come and practice and train with us we've got our own little practice schedule Um and, yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of work, but I enjoy it, and it's fun. And you know, I've got some good coaching staff that support me, so pretty happy and content with that at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, that's good to hear. Um, and let's talk about your first-grade debut for the New Zealand Warriors. Sorry. Um, good you know. Um, You obviously going from Tani Falau all the way up and then getting told, right, Lance, you're getting your first-grade debut. What was that like? And running onto the field for the first time and all that jazz.
1: It was awesome. I mean, I remember. I think twelve months before, I was just coming back from an ACL reconstruction, Ooh, and I was playing down <laughs> four, four for for Tani Fido, and Daniel Anson came and watched me play, and I was just kind of coming back from my ACL, so I, I didn't know how
0: definitely I was went peak. I'm guessing because of so, the ACL. Um,
1: but I think I I think I scored a couple of tries, and Daniel saw enough of me to get me up to to Card Cup, which is what it was called back in the days in Auckland, and then turn you know went to preseason that year. <laughs> And then I think it was uh, PJ Marsh got injured. Yep. He broke his ankle, unfortunately. And then Monty Beetham got hurt uh, playing hooker. And then I sort of was um, coming along through the ranks in in the two thousand and two, you know, preseason. And yep. um, got an opportunity around four. Round four against the Cowboys in, in Townsville. Daniel came up to me and kind of tapped me on the shoulder one day at training and said, "Hey, mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you this weekend." And and I was like what <laughs> what do you mean and he said, i'm gonna play you this weekend and i was like well first grade And he said yep first grade mate you're in like we need you to play like are you ready and i said yeah yeah i'm ready i'm ready so yeah i think i mean obviously all the boys are high-fiving me and congratulating me um you know we're a pretty young team back then hmm. and, and we we're all excited and 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 playing really well and we had a great year that year so i was lucky and i remember scoring a try my mate brent webb put me through a yep. hole off a scrum and um yeah, my mum my and dad were there and uh, oh, Mad wow. Butcher was there and so did you get was, the win? we did win yep yeah. we got a good win so that was uh, that was always, a, always that's a always that cherry well, on so. top
0: for a, for a debut for yep. sure and I don't
1: remember too much of the game I remember that we won I remember being nervous start yep. of the game obviously in the changing room and I remember after the game winning I remember scoring a try and then I, rem- I remember uh, Mad Butcher who's a good friend of mine taking a photo of me on the sideline and yeah he's, he's been a good friend of mine for years you know um the butch so and but but the emotions and the feelings i, I still remember those today yeah
0: it's yeah exciting honestly that's amazing who was your rugby league idol as you were growing up
1: um i like the you know the ricky stewarts the Laurie daly's terry lamb you know the the small sort of Nippy. well i guess Laurie daly's not small but um yeah. you know wally lewis um
0: Alan Langer a little
1: bit Alan Langer sort of that era you know even Stacey Stacey yeah you ended ended up getting to play alongside
0: Stacey didn't you I did
1: yeah so he was obviously when he came through the Warriors when the Warriors started I remember watching Stacey when it was uh, the Bartercard Cup and he was playing for the Auckland Balkans and my brother my older brother was playing for the Waikato Cougars who was uh, who were were a Waikato team and and, um, yeah I remember watching Stacey and thinking man that kid that kid can play and yeah he was only young then and i was even younger at the time but um yeah I, I terry lamb ricky stewart like those guys uh wally lewis obviously before before them and um and then you know stacy sort of more more recently mm-hmm. before he became a teammate
0: you know that's fair um which teams were the toughest to go up against for you personally as in physically and mentally in the nrl and in your time during in the super league
1: Um, in the NRL, I think it, I mean, it changed from year to year, you know, obviously my, those first couple of years the roosters were really good. Uh, they made you know, we played them in the final that year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then physically, I remember like Canberra being just so big and tough to tackle all the time. Obviously I remember they had just big units in their team. Um, you know, playing them in Canberra when it was cold and, um, rainy it was, it was always tough. And then, yeah, I guess the change sort of as the years progressed. You know, Manly was always a tough team, um, yep. physically and, and mentally. They went through that period 2008 through 2010, leaving where they were really just really hard team to beat. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne, obviously. Um, so I would say, yeah, Manly, Mal- uh, Manly Melbourne were always tough, both physically and mentally. Yep. Uh, Canberra was always a tough team physically. You know, I don't want to leave anyone out because all the games we played were, were tough.
0: Yeah. But those um, ones were I more we standout were ex- sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yep, for sure. And then Super League, um, you know, I think Super League was probably, I felt like it was more physical mm-hmm. um, than the NRL. The NRL probably was a little faster and just played differently and, and refereed, you know, obviously with the two refs and interpretations were different. But, um, yeah, the big, the big Warrington pack was, oh. was tough to play against. Yeah, uh, been... They were a physical team. Uh, Wigan obviously Wigan were both physically and mentally you know they would wear you down I yeah. remember the first the first two years I was there I was there this is when Brent Finch was playing and oh, Sam wow. Tompkins sort of at his peak and um, they were just they were just almost unbeatable you know we were we were we were we were getting beaten pretty convincingly by them um in the first few years and then you know we we're sort of able to string some wins together and, and build our roster up a little bit. And then win the grand final
0: against uh, Wigan, which just quickly dabbling, as I know you don't really like to talk about it because it's it's really been been said about it all. A very big incident to anyone who's listening that hasn't heard of it. Um, You did get absolutely KO punched and I I personally coward punched, in my opinion, by uh, Ben Flower in the 2014 Super League Grand Final. Um, If you could just give us a quick, um, very quick brief on um how you felt um you what? know a day or two after you know really after gathering stuff and all that about it
1: yeah no i'm happy to talk about it obviously it's not something that i can hide from hmm. it's it's out there and uh, i just sort of felt like you know there's there's i've, I've talked about it and said what i needed to say really but i think um Uh, uh, sorry sorry to interrupt real quick i was going
0: to say i have read interviews and ben has said that he does regret it every day of his life so to anyone who's listening ben does not condone what he did and it was just a very big pull lack of judgment during the game sorry continue
1: no it's fine i mean as i said it's you know i understand that those those things can happen and um as i said i've talked to ben since then and you know obviously it was disappointing to, to have that happen but um, you know I just sort of moved on and, and put it to bed but yeah I mean I, I, I do I do have uh, some fond memories obviously of playing for St. Helens um, and you know I've got some good mates that are still playing there now and still keeping in contact with, with a few of the younger guys that are now sort of maybe in their late 20s Yep. Um, but I, I enjoyed my time there you know it was, it was hard to be away from home
0: mm. and I did have
1: a couple of things with, with uh, a few coaches every now and then to you know that that all players go through and then obviously yeah ended a little bit sourly with with the with the grand final incident and then sort of me having to leave the team early but um you know i think everything happens for a reason and and i guess that sort of happened for a reason and yeah. um you know i've I, as i said I've, I've put it to bed and and moved on and um there's really you know no no animosity or anything from my end so
0: yep and there's no hard Just... feelings towards ben and vice versa
1: no, no. I mean, I don't have any hard feelings. I mean, um, you know, as I said, we, he, he apologized and we talked about it. And I said, look, you know, it, it happens. I understand. And, you know, I shouldn't have shoved you. And, you know, we should have just gone out there and played played rugby league mm. like we were supposed to do. And yep. uh, obviously the heat of the moment and emotions and all that gets thrown in there. And, yeah. and uh, it's not always an easy thing to do, but um yeah, thankfully for us, we did win. Yep. <laughs> um, and I know they've gone on and, and won a title since then as well, but um, you know our team did win, so we were at least able to, to celebrate that.
0: Yeah, now that's for sure. Out of, you could say, something real bad that happened, a good thing at the same time also happened. So what are your thoughts? As we, you just mentioned, there was two refs in the NRL back when you played, but it was also one when you started in the NRL. What's it like? I don't know if you've been watching the NRL this year again, um, but they're back to one ref, the captain's challenge, and the new six again rule. What are your thoughts on all of those new and all re-implemented things in the NRL?
1: To be honest, I haven't watched too much NRL recently. I watch a lot of the highlights and obviously mm-hmm. catch up on on the, on the Warriors. Um, and I do have the NRL um, app that I look at, but I haven't seen many of the games. You know, it, it'd be hard games. doing it over in America, uh, wouldn't it? There is there is an NRL.com subscription that you can sign up to, but I haven't had it this year. Um, to be honest, it's just hard to find the time, and I do. Uh, my dad would probably hate me saying this but i do actually watch a lot more rugby now because i'm coaching rugby
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so i watch a lot of the super rugby and and obviously that that takes up a lot of time too i've got two young boys um and just sort of life gets busy and with the time difference it's hard to to find that it to definitely find that would, yeah but I, I do think it it sped it sped up the game i i believe that the you know obviously the the six again rule is it's, it's a tough great. one you don't want to make any mistakes and oh. you don't want to you don't want you don't want to be on the back end of that, too many times. Yeah, don't want to be on the
0: receiving end. I think last night uh, with the Roosters Cowboys, there was two or three, six against in the one set.
1: Right. I mean that can change a game completely. So um, yeah, it's a tough one. And as I said, I mean I haven't been watching enough to see to see all of the changes. Um, but I know I like the captain's challenge. I think that's a good one. Um, I think it is. I you really, I don't always get it right, and sometimes players can see things that that get missed and you know I think it's nice to have that option
0: yeah no for sure Um, I'm again very much in agreement with that I personally think though they should have two if a game goes into extra time because we've seen a few extra time games this year I think get the regular one that you get during the game and then in extra time have one allowed during extra time you know because some of these extra time games have gone into the second half of extra time right So, okay, yeah, I I think you know, maybe do that, um, but only have a second one, but when it comes into this um, golden point sort of time, gotcha. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why?
1: Um, I would have to say fly. I mean, you know, it'd be pretty cool to be able to fly, and you know, you could just jump and fly away and go wherever you need to go i mean i could come home i mean i don't know can i fly around the world Um, yeah if
0: you can fly you can fly
1: (laughs) yeah it'd be nice to be nice to come home um you know if i if i could do that be be able to zip home for the night and
0: see some friends or
1: um you know spend a couple of days back home or um, i think that'd be a pretty cool
0: special superpower to have that'd be pretty dope yeah um talking about your time with your representative time for the kiwis you played quite a few games for the new zealand kiwis what was it like pulling on that jumper you know representing your, your country you know it was awesome
1: yeah i love playing for the kiwis um obviously very very uh, staunch kiwi and um every kiwi you know, is a
0: staunch kiwi
1: <laughs> even, even, even living here in the u.s you know i'm still very uh you know i make sure that my boys know that they're they're half they're half kiwi and half american um you know i've taught the boys the haka, and
0: yes and
1: uh they don't they don't know it too well and they've got american accents so it doesn't sound very <laughs> oh that'll be
0: us. so interesting uh, to
1: hear that <laughs> yeah so but they know about you know i talk to them about yeah nah, and all those things and they're they kind and of they like, what, and, that, and what does, that does that mean and chili yeah. bins <laughs> chili bins and then i say put it in the boot you know and they they, they, like, they say differently but trunk um, isn't
0: it in america it's a trunk or something trunk, yeah
1: i don't use that but um, they know what you know, trash and rubbish. I'm like, put it in the rubbish instead yeah. of the trash. So, uh, sorry, I digress. But no, yeah, that's Kiwis, good. I loved, uh, you know, I loved my time with the Kiwis. It was, it was, you know, I, I really, really cherished those those moments. Now, looking back, obviously, and at the time, I knew that that uh, that that was that was a special occasion. You know, all the Kiwi tours we went on. Um, you know, just just the anth- you know, the national anthem at the start of the game, and I still remember, you know, standing there looking at the crowd and and, and the thoughts that were going through my head, my family and um, you know, loved ones and just,
0: it would be like really a next level us. emotional game sort of thing yep. every time. Yeah. Just being
1: thankful, just being thankful to, to be able to do that, that I was here representing, you know, my country and my family and my friends and everyone that, that knows me. And that was, uh, yeah, that was awesome. And then everyone else that was, you know, standing alongside me and whether it be the English team, the Australian team and guys in my team next to me all felt the same way. And there's just a lot of passion involved, you know, a lot of passion and in, in international level. um, that is just it's different from it's different from the club level it's different from nrl and and it's it's hard it's hard to describe obviously but i'm sure you could imagine that you know it's just it's another level and there's different emotions involved for 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 obvious reasons obviously with uh you know it being you know your country and your family and all those things um so yeah very thankful to have played as long as i did and, and the amount of games that i did and you know pretty You know, I I cherish those memories and the guys that I, you know, played alongside. You know, especially the World Cup that was that that would have been amazing. uh,
0: The the OA World Cup uh, for you guys, yep, that was you know definitely definitely a
1: highlight in my career. So that was that was that was a fun time that year. Specifically, was you know the Warriors we did really well. We had a bunch of guys from the Kiwis uh, from the Warriors, sorry, in the Kiwis team that year, Um, and it was yeah, obviously then we went on to win the tournament. It was it was a great year for us and uh, and the country and our and our nation. So. And our, our sport, which which was uh, yeah, it was fun, fun time.
0: That would have been amazing. Um, which coaches had the biggest impact on you personally, on and off the field during your career, and even things that you carry into your life these days?
1: I think uh, two: Daniel and Ivan Cleary. So Daniel was um, uh, he was the he was my initial coach in the mm-hmm. beginning when I when I was young, and I had him for three, I think three years, three years. And, and he, you know, he, he instilled a lot of things into me, you know, and he was a teacher and he was very detailed and detail-orientated and, and disciplined in the way that he coached. And uh, even now when I coach, you know, I tell my guys, hands up when you're catching the ball. Um, and just, just these little cues that he used to have. And, yeah, I mean, Daniel was, you know, he was a smart coach. He was a smart guy.
0: Well, I mean, he, he got you deep. guys to a grand final in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then so, Ivan was the next coach to get the Warriors to a grand final.
1: Yep. So we had uh, yeah, we had a great we had a great time with with Daniel. He was, you know, he he sort of knew when to relax and he knew when to laugh and he knew when to really be serious and he knew when to be angry and uh, you didn't want to see the angry side. Nah. <laughs> you know? Angry Anderson you could say. Um, but he was yeah, he was he was a good guy. He actually coached me for the Exiles when I was in England. He okay. came over as a guest coach and it was, you know, like twelve years, thirteen years after we our oh, last no. season and uh yeah it was great uh, you know i really enjoyed hanging out with him and, and catching up with him again and sort of laughing about you know sort of how i was as a youngster on and off the field and you know i was a little wayward when i first came in and, and just you know i was 18 so yeah, um straight out of huntley and hamilton and, and i sort of and living in Auckland city and all this money and sort of you know got a little bit carried away at times uh enjoying myself a bit too much basically but um yeah he was he was a great guy daniel he understood that and and, and he, he um he sort of kept me in line pretty well as well as he could and then yeah ivan so ivan was ivan you know he was there what six years seven years of my career at the warriors probably i think five, five or six. um so yeah he coached me a lot you know i had a lot to do with him um you know he taught me taught me a lot about you know discipline and um you know just you know playing what's in front of you and and he really he really appreciated the way that we that we played um and it was hard for me because I, I was a utility, so I was always in the team, but it wasn't necessarily where I wanted to play, uh, I guess. And yeah. it was kind of hard to, to, to play and train for four different positions and not really know <laughs> not where really I was going to end yep. up. Um, and it was hard to really get good at one specific skill for one specific position because I was, from year to year, sometimes I'd be a fullback and then a hooker and then back to being a fullback and then a which hooker again. Which position did you prefer playing that, personally? So. Um, I liked all of them to be honest. Uh, I like fullback. I like playing in the halves. I like hooker.
0: Um, you just like being in the spine, really. Then, by the sounds, yeah,
1: just, I like I like being in those those ball playing positions where you touch the ball a lot. And thankfully, the way when I played those positions, I was able to do that a lot. You know, I guess uh, the game has changed as well oh, too, sure. since, uh, you know, fullbacks touch the ball a lot more nowadays. You know, whereas five years ago, the 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 role was different, but. Um, you know obviously my skill set at hooker and fullback and, and six and seven or wherever I was playing you know I'd try and play in a similar way you know just create opportunities basically and and um, yeah I I' I even liked that about me and and yeah so it was, it was it was good we we had some good we had some good years under Ivan when I was there that's for sure
0: no that's good to hear um, only a few more topics left first one wow. is did you have any pre-game rituals or superstitions and if not, and even if you did, who had the weirdest superstitions and routines during your time at St. Helens and the Warriors?
1: Um, so when I when I was obviously pre-25, 26, I didn't really have any rituals. Yeah. I'd just, you know, turn did up and play. Basically. <laughs> um, and then sort of later in my career, I didn't really have any rituals, but I just did have, like, I'd kind of sleep on I'd sleep by myself the night before a game, so I'd get a good night's sleep. You know typically i would watch a movie i'd have a nice you know the meal um i'd get up and go for a walk early in the morning stretch and you know kind of just get myself ready for the game and, and i didn't necessarily have any rituals that yeah, was, it was more of a routine sort of kind thing. Of a routine that i'd go through and then sometimes you know obviously then i had kids and one would be screaming all night or two hours <laughs> for three hours of the night and one would be sick and then so then the routine just went out the window and I still played well. So I was like, Oh, okay, that's good. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't really have many, uh, guys that had weird routines. I know when I was at St. Helens, uh, guy, Johnny Lomax, he's in the English team and yep. he's still in the St. Helens team now. He used to get a, he used to get, you know, we used to kind of rip him a little bit because he'd, he'd have, he'd be very pedantic about like, about his, you know, the way his socks were folded and, um, he's a little bit ocd and it was kind of funny guys would you know move things around so that he he'd yep. wonder where they are and, oh. um but he's a good guy johnny i, I got on well with him he's, he's he was a youngster when i turned up at st helens and
0: now he's an old you know, head <laughs> and
1: now now he's playing really well and he's an old head in the team so tommy makinson was another one you know i got on well with tommy and uh, he and i still chat every now and then on social media and um but yeah johnny johnny was a funny kid he's he's a good guy and as i said we got on well and but he, he did have some some
0: some stretches that he liked
1: to do, and and even the guys would be like Johnny, you're stretching like way too much, like you, your hamstrings are they, they, they're they're actually longer than they need to be, and like guys would just give him a hard time, and uh, <laughs> like you would just stretch for like hours and hours and hours and hours, oh, and wow. like hey, you're <laughs> flexible enough, you're actually too flexible, so <laughs> um but like I said, good kid and um. You know, as as I've said before, I had I've had some good memories and made some made some good friends over there.
0: No, that's cool. Um, and last topic is: Is there any advice that you'd like to give to kids, um, or teens, just in general, that are hoping to make it in the big league one day, whether that's union league, yeah. just professional sport in general?
1: Yeah, a couple of things, I guess. Um, you know, if coming from where I'm sitting now, um, I think it's you know, obviously. You know, talent is going to get you identified, but it's your work ethic and your desire and your willingness to make sacrifices that's going to uh, ultimately lead to your, you know, success. So, um, and I don't know if people really fully understand what that looks like at the at the very elite level. Um, and if and if and if kids can understand that at a young age and start making the sacrifices. And I'm not even talking about, you know, not going out when you're 21 and drinking and partying and going to birthdays and things like that. You you just you have to make those sacrifices and it's gonna pay off for you eventually in the long run.
0: Yep, um, so with that one, it's, um, the old adage of hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work.
1: That's it, yeah, and then if you've got talent and you work hard, then you're gonna be outstanding. Then you're gonna be even better, yeah. <laughs>
0: and
1: that's, that's uh, you know, and, you, you, and you know, I think about someone like Jonathan Thurston, yeah. you know, he's just tireless in the way that he, he trains and prepares and, you know, Cooper Cronk and guys like that and even Stacey, you know, Stacey mm. was just a tireless worker when and, and he was a good role model for me. You know, he'd be out first on the training paddock and the last one to leave. And um, so, I, you know, I sort of, I, I saw that and, and I was doing that stuff too because it was important to me and I had that competitiveness and that drive to, to be to be great and to be good and to, and to improve. So, um, and then I think the other important thing is just to have something outside of football.
0: Yeah, what was and, your outside you know, of football? Thing?
1: So I was, I was always, um, so I tried to study on the side as well, so I'm thankfully I'm trying to um, finish the last sort of two years of my degree now with Davenport University and mm-hmm. I'm able to do that free because I'm a coach and a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. Um, re- what degree re- is that? It's a business management, okay. so it's a, yeah, bachelor's degree in business management, so I'm uh, probably about 80 months away from finishing that and I did I was studying that sort of part-time, it was about, over about six years yeah. and then I did take a break when I first moved here. Um, but I did finish that and I was studying on the side and you know, I liked playing golf and relaxing and whatever it is, if it's a business venture, if it's podcasting, um and things were different when I was back when I was in early twenties as well. I think there's a lot more opportunities now for kids to take advantage of their profile. Yep. Uh, I and mean, if I had my time again and I was playing now, I'd I'd be pretty excited about the opportunities to to, to make money, um and to to, to build your brand and and um you know as i said branch out and, and do other things and i think that's important too to have to have something outside of to outside help of balance
0: footy. the intensity of the being an elite athlete sort of thing
1: yep you need balance in your life for sure you can't just you can't just all 40 or 40 or 40 it's it's
0: uh it'll burn you out afterwards after a while just, wouldn't it
1: yeah it is. and it's never a good thing to just put all your eggs in one basket so i think it's always good to diversify and and, and have some put your energy into something else as well on the side.
0: You know, that's fair. Um, and that's more or less all the topics that I have listed down. So first of all, thank you very much for joining me. And no I'll get you on at the end of the NRL season and we can talk about how the Warriors went and all that jazz.
1: Yep. Sounds good, mate. Thank Sounds you very
0: much. Me. Um,